to it, Swagger. It's all right. We, we got you got all your papers. Are we going to hear you ruffling papers? This <laughs> episode? No, definitely. <laughs> this is going to be like um, Ruffle Town, USA. <laughs> mm, ruffles have riches. Remember those commercials where like the baby would go ruffles have riches. Yes. It was very like ASMR. No. It was about the, the ruffles chips. You never saw those? No. You're, about familiar, you're familiar with ruffles, right? Yes. They got ridges. Yes. So what a weird thing to like advertise for chips, right? Yeah, that it has ridges. This, this, this chip is is got like uh, like grooves. Yeah. That's what I wanted in a chip. Grooves. <laughs> yeah, the grooves are worse. I feel like they tear up your, the roof of your mouth more really? than, than flat chips. Think about weird. eating. You're very sensitive. Think about eating a bucket mouth. of ruffles and then eating a bucket <laughs> of flat chips. Which one do you think hurts your mouth more? Oh, I think more? the edges, like the, 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 the pointy parts of the chip are not the ruffles. <laughs> They're the edges. Are you ruffles harder chips? Yeah. They're thicker. Thicker. Mmm. Thick. <laughs> so I'm going to keep this in the intro to the episode. <laughs> oh. This amazing <laughs> chip conversation. <laughs> I feel like this is how we start the episode. Okay. Potato okay. chip combo. Okay. Well, we were talking, just talking about ruffles. What's yep. your favorite chip? Mm. I like the kettle, the Utz kettle mm. ones. Mm -hmm. Those are pretty That's good. A solid chip. Yeah. Kettle is, is back big... in a big way. Like all oh, these. Oh, everyone's into the kettle. It's kettling. It's funny because growing up, I didn't kettle see rage. kettle anywhere. Well, yeah. I grew up in a place where there's lots of snacks. In potato town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. USA. And pretzel town. Yeah. Don't forget pretzels. Yeah. See, Grandma Utz is what I grew up with. Right. So. That's still what I get a lot of times. But I don't really like potato the, chips. They're so cooked what I in do, lard, so. Mm. Yeah, lard those are the ones I get. Utz barbecue chips. I liked those a lot when I was a kid. I did not like them. Now mm. I like them a lot. Interesting. Yeah. You know what bothers me about Utz? Hmm. Is you can't get all of the sour cream and onion chips are all ruffled. They're all ridged. You can't get just. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. By Utz? Yeah. Or sour cream and onion chips? Yeah, you can't get non-ruffled sour cream and onion chips. Yeah. No, you can't. You're thinking of Lay's probably. No. I'm Googling it. <sighs> what? Like, uh, Mike, you're actually wrong here. What? Yeah. No. Let me see. Yes. Yeah. Sour cream and onion chips. They're all, they're all like They're smooth. just smooth. These are ripples. Oh, right. Huh? Maybe. Ripples. Oh, what about these though? These aren't. Look, let me see. They're smooth. You can get them at Target. These are the only sour cream and onion chips that I know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe my mom just always bought the ridged versions for years. Right, and you just assumed that, <laughs> that, just that's, all, that that's all there was. Right. <sighs> wow. wow. My life has changed. Yep. Yeah. Big day today, Mike. I can go get Berenstain, Berenstein. Mm, different universe. Same or situation. same universe. Right. Yeah. Um, so sour cream and onion versus salt and vinegar. Ew. Oh. No salt and vinegar. Yeah, no. Sour, sour cream, cream and onion. onion. See, I like salt and vinegar chips. Jinx. Do you like Thrasher's fries with the with the salt and the malt bin? The salt and the malt? <laughs> I like Thrasher's fries. See, that has salt and malt vinegar. Do you get, that's what you put on? Do you put vinegar on your fries? I don't. Really? Yeah. You, should, you don't like, do you like acid? 
I've I mean, never like, been on acid, like, like, so I don't know if I like it or not. Like vinegar. probably not. Do, do I don't. Enjoy? I like to have control of all my faculties. Do you like pickles? No, we've talked about this. I don't oh, like pickles. Yeah, that's right. Never mind. So you all don't. Right. You don't I'm like I'm not sours. a big vinegar fan. All right. So let's let's, let's start talking about Elvis instead of chips. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you, this could go on you can, way too long. <laughs> you can, you can edit. You're the one. <laughs> no, no, I'm keeping it in. No. Okay. All right. But edit, edit it down because <laughs> we sound like idiots, especially me. Cut out my ruffle knowledge. <laughs> I'm going to keep it. Yeah, no, keep that. I like it when Mike's wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I could have let, let it go and been like, oh, you know, that yeah. polite. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You know, I, th- I think they might make them without ruffles, <laughs> but I don't know. So... <laughs> I like I it. I could have let it go. No, I'm didn't, glad you didn't. And, and yeah. now I know. Yeah. So, welcome to Jumpsuit Swagger. Welcome. This is Valerie, Laura. Hey. And, and Mike. How's everybody doing today? Talk about chips. Pretty good. Probably <laughs> hungry, right? Yeah, yeah I think we're all hungry. I haven't eaten yet today, and I don't what? think... Yeah, I haven't had anything to oh eat. Oh, my God. I had a couple <laughs> of cups of coffee. That's like food. I had cereal, <laughs> almond butter, banana, coffee. Wow. Way to be on top of everything. Yeah. yeah. You're a much better adult than we are. You need are. to start your day <laughs> with a balanced, healthy <laughs> breakfast. I mean, I cut up food for the child, but that's... Uh, and you probably right. ate some. No, no. No. Not yeah. when you were No, I don't take food out him? of my baby's mouth. <laughs> but doesn't he like it when you eat with him? Yeah, like I'll like have a like I had a couple bites of blackberry. Yeah. He likes it when I leave him alone. Mm. <laughs> it's like until this week. It's all it's all new. Yeah, this is know. boring conversation. Okay, Nobody this is the worst. Baby. <laughs> we'll cut baby. this out. Yeah, <laughs> this part we're keeping the chips though. Okay, all right, chips. all right. So chips in. So, what are we in for? In for today? In for today. So for today. We're doing a bio ep, and we're going to continue from our last bio, bio, biology, biology biography episode. <laughs> this is a biology episode. Elvis biology. Mm. Cells. Um, so. Genes. <laughs> <laughs> he does. No, he doesn't wear a lot of jeans. A lot of slacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slacks. Lots, lots of slacks. Um, so. <laughs> Elvis DNA. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a biology going episode. <laughs> it's going badly. Crossbreeding Elvis. <laughs> Hairs with Elvis. <laughs> Other things. I was not good at science. Do you think, <laughs> do you think in like a million years that a mosquito that bit Elvis is going to be de-ambered and they'll make Elvis park? They'll make a movie out of it. And they'll have to, but they won't have complete Elvis DNA, so they'll have to splice it with frog DNA. Mm. So it'll be like an uh, uh, um, amphibious Elvis. Yeah. Will they go. be giant or Elvis they with frog ki- size? <laughs> yes. The choice is yours. Well, both. You know, sometimes they take on different characters because genes in biology. Yeah, it depends on which parts of Elvis are missing. The size yeah. gene. Yeah. Then it's then you got to use frog. Frog genes to make up for the size genes, or. Robot Elvis. That's true. Robo Elvis. <laughs> Rubercules. <laughs> we always go back to robots on this podcast. Because robots are cool. It's they a are podcast really cool. about robots, right? That's why we're here. <laughs> so, so we are here today for a reason. Yeah, we left off where Elvis, uh, during the Hayride days, right after right. he kind of like got a little big, but not really big. Right. So we left off where we have That's All Right Mama... Sam Phillips is busting his ass to get him, you know, get him out there. Um, he starts on the Louisiana Hayride. And Which is not an actual hayride. Right. We've established. It's a tour. It's a and tour. Yeah. It's a touring, touring thing by the um, 
company, I guess is the word, touring company. I don't know. By the Grand Ole Opry. Yes. Um, And so we're going to pick up in 1955, May 13th in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm. Elvis is doing a show. In Jacksonville? Yes. Yeah, he was all over the place. That's where grandparents live. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they lived there as teens in the 50s. They just still live there. They never never moved. They never left. Okay. Um, At this point, Colonel Parker has started sniffing around Elvis. He's seen Elvis concerts. Bob Neal is Elvis's manager. Um, But Colonel Parker's kind of like watching. He's met him, but acted like he was interested. Like from the bushes. So (laughs) is Colonel Parker at this point... An established manager? Yeah, so he manages Hank Snow, okay. who's a country singer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's, I think, done some movie stuff, or he knows people in Hollywood. He has some connections. Connections. Some decent connections. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to him in a second. So it's it's Jacksonville, yes. Florida. Elvis performs a show. Yes. This show, he says, girls, I'll see you backstage at the end of the show. Which prompts a riot. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, shit. They come and they chase him down in the dressing room to the point where he's standing on top of furniture to get away from them as they the literally. The girls do or like girls, security guards? The girls swarm the shit out of him. Oh, so, and so like, rip his clothes off. So it's like yes. flood, floodwaters, <laughs> but they're all like rabid women. Yes. yes. Screaming and screeching <laughs> and clawing at him. So this is like. A kind of a, a big deal as far as Elvis history is concerned, because it's like, oh, like there's something real going on here. Yeah. Um, and Colonel is kind of there about it and he knows about it. I think he might have been there at the time. And he's like, OK, I need to guy, get in on. This I need Elvis to get thing. on. This. <laughs> like this guy, there's like, you know, the the dollar signs like start popping up in his eyes, ching, you know, ching. ching ching. And he's like, OK, <laughs> like I need to do something about this. Um, so. Gladys is really upset about it. About um, girls ripping <laughs> clothes off her son's body. Yes. And, and, and so. <laughs> Rightfully so. And in an interview after this happens, like they're like asking him, like, how does your mom feel about this? You know, everything. And he said, shucks, they were only tearing my clothes. I didn't mind it a bit. I told her, mama, if you're going to feel that way, you better not come along to my shows because that stuff is going to happen. Keep right on happening. I hope. No, <laughs> Elvis. So he obviously, you know, as he's getting, he's getting a little more fame. I mean, he's still not super, you know, he's not nationally known by the South. He's starting to gain momentum. Mm-hmm. And he's really obviously enjoying it, like bringing women back to hotel rooms. And yeah. So yeah. the um, this Jacksonville show, is mm-hmm. this the same show where it's the poster the famous poster? Yes. Okay. It is that show. So this is that where that fo- that photo is. It's called like the, I think people call it like the, ta- the tonsil shot or whatever. Yep. This picture of Elvis singing. We actually have it hung upstairs. Yeah, it's it's printed at Hat Show Print, which uh, shout out to Hat Show. Uh, you can get ah. it printed, this famous poster. It was featured in, I think, Life magazine. A mm-hmm. preacher like holding up this poster and being like, the devil. You know, well, he doesn't. <laughs> right, there's right. not like a speech bubble or anything. <laughs> right. But you, you assume just... he's saying the devil. Okay. Right. There's a really famous, I'll, we'll tweet I don't it out. I do know if I've seen it. I'll, I'll show it to you. How's that? Okay. Yeah, never not, seen it. Poster, You've never seen though. it. Never right. seen it now. Oh, but this is, Until it now. was used on his album. That looks, fam- that that's font. Not, that's not the poster. Looks familiar. Oh, I don't have the, po- hold on, let me do. Great podcast. 
Gone Wily Wild. It's the same picture. It's just cut out on the poster. There, there you go. Never seen the poster. <laughs> it's a famous. Before. It's Florida. Florida poster. Right. Okay, well, moving the, on. Yeah, yeah. So anyways. So that's the, the, the Florida riot, whatever. So come into Colonel Parker. Come, enter Colonel Parker. Colonel Parker has been working with other like promoters and things like that. And you know how this biz is like everybody kind of knows each other tangentially. Um, a bit of brief history on Colonel Parker. Um, he was a Dutch immigrant. Goddamn Dutch. Build a wall. Van, Van <laughs> Kuyk, right? Yes. And Andreas Van Kuyk. Andreas Van Andre- Kuyk. Yes. And um, he was wanted in or, or wanted wanted for. A murder. He was a person of interest <laughs> he was a in a person murder. That was been the word. a murder. Yes. He was a per- person of interest in the mur- in a murder. Okay. So, and he was an old carny. I know we kind of. Like have, a carnival barker. Yes, a carnival barker. Hey, step right up. Tie your strength on Elvis. <laughs> right, right, right. So that's his history. He immigrated here to the U.S., lied, you know, has some fake papers. Well, maybe one day we'll do a full actual Elvis or Colonel Parker episode because there's a lot of backstory there. But evil, talented man. Yes. <laughs> a shyster, a carny Ooh. at heart. OK, that man's a carny. In fact, I have a quote. <laughs> so Lamar was talking to Colonel, right? In the um, this is years. This is after like Elvis passed on and everything. And he was like he found out and met with the Colonel's brother. And they met in New York and he flew in. He confronts the colonel about it. And he was like, hey, uh, you're Dutch. What? And the colonel said, he's like, why didn't you even tell me you were Andreas Van Kuyk? And he said, you never asked me. <laughs> I said, you looked very your, and I was specific like, thing to ask someone. And uh, Lamar's like, you lived your life as a sham. And he said, Lamar, I'm a carny. <laughs> oh, oh, no. So we don't think Elvis ever knew that. We, you know, it's so like nobody knew that this guy was Dutch. No, he had a land. weird accent, but like he kind of blamed it on other things. And, you know, it, he's a freaking carny. Like, he's he just, a, this guy sounds like a Yankee. So, <laughs> wow, this is my Yankee accent. And and so, like, he tried to tell Lamar that Elvis knew and like Lamar's like bullshit. Like he never met your brother. He didn't know. So that's basically so Colonel st- Parker didn't have any family in the States. He had a wife. OK. And like he didn't really seem to like like her very much. Like they had cats and what stuff. What's her name? Uh, I don't was know she off Dutch? the top of my head. No, she's an American oh, woman. Interesting. Um, oh, <laughs> he, what was her name? Uh, he called her Miss something. Cats. And he called her Misery. Like Misery. Oh. <laughs> that was his name for her misery what an asshole uh, yeah and he would call her and be like How, how's midnight like her favorite cat um, why do i know her <laughs> i know, know her, her name, name. <laughs> you know her favorite cat's name midnight's a very Typical. common cat name yeah though. i feel is. like you you know right right, right. Oh, what color the cat was <laughs> we'll definitely definitely white yeah <laughs> oh and i'm gonna say apologies like the midnight for moon ruffling papers in this episode because midnight i got a lot of great notes. cheese Oh, it really? Who makes Midnight Moon? It's this Pennsylvania uh, Hargrove, maybe? I, I forget. One of those Hargrove cheeses. Yeah, Moving know. on. Pennsylvania <laughs> cheese. So, anyway, so that's the story of Colonel Crazy he, Dutch Carney. Yeah, how he gets involved. Right. So, in 55, Bob Neal is, like, officially Elvis's manager, right? And, like, 
the colonel does some like shisty stuff here. So he kind of like elbows his way into management and he like decides. So he so Gladys is very upset about what happened in Florida. So he starts working Gladys and, oh, and Gladys. Like I'll take and care of him. Vernon. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And he also starts weaseling his way into being his quote special advisor to Elvis Presley. Mm. So he has like him and Bob Neal and Bob Neal's like, that's okay, I guess. So he know. creates a position for himself. Totally. Yes. Like Pam in yes. the episode where she becomes office manager. Exactly. Yes. He's like, I'm going to be his special advisor. Ooh. Bullshit. Right. But like he's, he's working and then he starts working on Gladys and Vernon. Vernon at first is like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like <laughs> give us money, you know? Yeah. And Gladys is like, I'm worried about what happened in Florida. I need my boy safe. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't worry. I'll take care of him. And he brings in like famous people he knew like Hank Snow. And he has them visit them at their house, you know, really like butters them up. Like to a be college like, football recruiter. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I Valerie, <don't> know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's really like he, he he enlists his friend and neighbor, Whitey Ford. I don't know if he's famous. Whitey Ford. I the bl- Duke of Paducah. I, I, I Whitey Ford. I well, feel like was a pitcher for the Yankees. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Because there's that episode of The Simpsons where they throw <laughs> pretzels at Whitey Ford, right? That's that's right. Is it the same Whitey Ford? Maybe uh, there's no, a lot of Whitey not. Fords. That was a common name. Yeah. So he has like Hank Snow call them and he's like, you know, and so she finally caves to to hit Colonel and they're like, OK, and he becomes a special the special advisor. Right. And then he starts like getting more of the money. He like. Cuts out like Scotty and and Bill Black, Bill Black, thank you, <laughs> Scotty and Bill, and they like change it and 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 they're like, well, Elvis, this is what Elvis wants, and it's like, eh, no, this is what the Colonel wants because Colonel's like really like, okay, Elvis is the meat and potatoes of this, like, yeah. even though which is funny because Scotty and Bill were really really helpful as far as like on stage and stuff, they yeah. all had yeah. a very good presence when Elvis made terrible jokes. You know, Bill would come in and like cover, you know, like recover the crowd, you know, like they all had a really like a camaraderie thing. And this is where things start to kind of get, you know, not so great. Yes. Um, well, or great, depending on how you look at it. Mm. He basically comes in and is like, OK, so Colonel Parker says, I'm taking over. I'm going to I'm going to take over. Um, so Bob does, Neal. Yeah. How does he get rid of Bob Neal? Bob Neal. It's an interesting guy. He just kind of like, it's like, yeah, that's okay. Like, he's just like, my time has come. I think there was, uh, there was a lot of growing resentment. There was like some issues like Bob Neal smart. He knows what's going on. So he was like Elrond in the Lord of the Rings, where it was like, I have to fade into the West now. You, you <laughs> take over Aragorn, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> sure. But like evil Aragorn. Yeah. Never mind. Go on. Right. So, <laughs> so like they come up with this contract and like I actually was on scottymore.net. There's a website. It's like, you know, obviously was put together like 15 years ago or something mm-hmm. like that. And maybe longer away, like farther back. Nice. But like they actually have like if you go there, you can see the contract like that they posted of like the new contract and Bob Neal comes in and or uh, the new contract with Colonel Parker. So Bob Neal eventually was like he gets to a point where he can renew and he just says, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good because it's clear that Colonel's running the show. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he just 
you know, you can't see me gesturing, elbows his way in. And, and, and what year is this? Is 57? No, this is 50. 50. This is 56. Okay. So or 55, excuse me. 55, this is before 56. any of the RCA records. Right. Okay. So, yeah, because like he comes on as, as, um, Special advisor in 55, 56. Mm. So this, by March of 56, Bob Neal's like, I'm not going to renew my option to stay as Ellis's manager. Mm-hmm. And he what goes an back. idiot. Well, he said in interviews that he doesn't regret it. He went back to Memphis and opened a record shop. Sounds like what someone who regrets it would say. Yeah. Like if <laughs> he, you talk he, about no, talk to he, Pete Best. He managed um, Johnny Cash. So I don't oh, think okay. there's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And, yeah. So he like he managed a bunch of other artists. So I don't know. I, I, Elvis seems like a way easier job than Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash was all drugged out. Have you ever seen that picture of him like high as a kite eating cake in the bushes? <laughs> no. But yeah. I need to see that. But yeah, also, good. to yeah. be fair, <laughs> Elvis was also pretty drugged out and kind of. Yeah, yeah, very good like, point. yeah, um, fair enough. But I don't think he had the raging problem that, well, not until later. Anyways, we're, that's another conversation for Johnny Cash versus Elvis, who was more fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, he actually, Bob Neal actually lost Johnny Cash as a client when he took him to Hollywood because, like, Hollywood didn't want him, I guess. He wasn't as, like, marketable as Elvis. Oh. Uh, Anyways. Mm. So that's Bob Neal. So goodbye, Bob Neal. Bye, Bob. Um, Sam Phillips. So now, Phillips. Oh, the owns, best man ever. I know, Sam Phillips. I got to say, I read about this and I was like, holy shit, Sam Phillips is the best guy. In 55, he launches a radio station, W-H-E-R. Her. For women. Each of the young women who auditioned for the station assumed there would only be one female announcer position, as was the case with most stations at the time. Only a few days before the first broadcast, did they learn of the all-female format. Oh. Wow. I can't believe I guessed it. It was the first all-female radio station in the United States. Wow. As almost every position at this radio station was by a woman. Nice. Again, Sam Phillips, freaking amazing, right? Yes. Like, he was like, all women. Yeah. W-H-E-R. Isn't that great? Were. Were. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, Sam Phillips is not like the colonel. He's like this fucking guy. Like, I know he's a shyster. I like he knew what was going on. Yeah. But he had a lot of debt from just running Sun Records. I mean, like just doing good. Right. Doing good costs a lot of money. It's yeah. not so profitable. Right. Yeah. You're starting an all female like, radio station in 1955. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be. It's much more profitable to be a Dutch criminal, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> right. And a carny. Oh, I'm going to interject with this story. There's so carnival stories from about Colonel Parker. One was that he would take i think finches or something and like paint them yellow and sell them as parakeets <laughs> and another one is he would have like he would pay people like a dollar or something to come look and he would take turkeys and put them like he would have a hot plate but like cover it with straw and he would heat it up and he would play turkey in the straw while they all like danced yeah wow. that's a- <laughs> Yeah, he's... That's Colonel Parker. Wow. He's, evil. Yeah, evil. Yeah, yeah. well, money. That's that's his drive is money. He's mm. like, how can I... Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> I know, go. including... This is how he'll get money. Animal cruelty. Doesn't give a fuck. If you actually... If you watch early videos of Elvis and you look really close, you'll, you'll notice that there are hot plates. And that's, <laughs> Under his and that's how he got his dance moves. <laughs> Makes sense now. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we've got Colonel Parker comes in. Sam Phillips is like this guy. Right. But he's like, OK, you know, I'll sell his contract to RCA Victor because um, 
Colonel has um, uh, connections at RCA. So, and doesn't Sam Phillips is like, I'm going to name the biggest money I can think of, the yeah. biggest figure. So thirty five thousand dollars, <laughs> 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 which okay. is, I mean, that's a that's a decent for amount of day. money, right? Right? Yeah. Right? So that was like, it was the largest amount paid for a single performer up to that time. I think wow. I, I looked it up. I think the other day, and I think it's like. $200,000 or something wow. like that. Maybe 400000 It was a big deal. It was definitely RCA's way of just like investing. They're like, okay, we think this is the new sound. We have, they had like an R&B section label, you know, like they had Western, they had gospel. Like they're like, this is, let's, let's do this. We're going to take a chance on Elvis. Take a chance. Right. So it was a big deal. And so now the guys, so now the guys have to record an RCA, which is very different than some studio. So this is where they do. So we record like Heartbreak Hotel and everything. And they like get that sound back. They I don't figure know if it they out. Know that song. Really? Well, since my baby left me, mm-hmm. found a new place to dwell. Yeah. No. Wow. The cadence sounds familiar. We'll yeah. play it for you. Yeah. You... It's a really good hunting song. Like it's very like. A good hunting song. Hunting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Scare away all the ducks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they played a lot while hunting. Good hunting. Classic hunting jams. <laughs> so this is all like '56. We're like, Elvis is starting to get some notoriety. People are listening. People RCA is taking a chance on him. Colonel's like, okay, I've got connections at TV, so he starts doing TV performances. Um, his first one, he starts doing the Dorsey Brothers stage show, which again, like I had to. <laughs> Sounds fake. Right. Go on. Yeah. Like I, you know, had to, I actually have a list of like all the of TV appearances. So like 56, he starts uh, New York, CBS, CBS studio, New York, Dorsey Brothers, January 28th, 1956 is his first like TV appearance. Wow. And so he does. Um, he has a few at the Dorsey Brothers. He actually has several. He has six at the Dorsey Brothers stage show. And he's like, you know, again, gaining speed. But it was the 50s. We didn't have the Internet, you know, like. Yeah, I was going to ask, how do they promote people at the time? You just had to know the right people. I think it was a lot of, yeah, knowing. I think that was how it. Yeah, you know, you, you've got to figure at RCA, like people at RCA are connected to people on television. I'm sure that they probably even might have had the same parent company or something mm. like that. Right. And and Parker, again, knew people because Hank Snow was kind of a big deal. So people knew who he was because of that and knew who Hank Snow was. Yeah. So connections. Which is funny because I didn't really know but, who Hank Snow was until. So Elvis was not really national until he got on TV, though. Right. Yeah. So with RCA got on TV. Before right. that, it was Hayride South stuff. Yeah. You know. Right. And so, and he's still coming back home after this. Like, he's still coming home to Memphis and doing shows at, like, auditoriums and stuff. Like, when he's, he's going to doing filming TV up in New York and then, like, coming back. Auditorium. You mean, like, high schools? No, but, like, the, um, like, the Ryman Auditorium. Oh, okay. Which. That makes sense. You know, I think auditorium basically means sound place. Place? (laughs) Yeah. So, it can be. That makes sense. The Auditorium. <laughs> so like it, planetarium, except for audio. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. So he's still like he's traveling back and forth. He and the band, too. So like they're all recording together and they're going back and forth. And like he still comes home. Um, at this point, he uh, buys a house. In 56. Is that Graceland? It's not. Oh. He buys their first house. What? I didn't know oh. he had any other house but Graceland. Yes. Yeah, so when he first... Huh. I <laughs> assume he went from shack to Graceland. <laughs> well, he went to... He went to... the. He lived in public housing. 
Right. Right. And then, and then his parents, they had that house that they were like renting, I think. Mm. And huh. then like one of the first things he does when he has money, he has $40,000 in May of 56 and he buys his house for his parents in cash. Wow. Uh, that's the Audubon Drive house. So that's where. <laughs> so what's funny about this is Elvis, even though he's starting to get notoriety and recognized and people know who he is, he still doesn't kind of like realize it i think he's like so he doesn't see a problem with like fans knowing where he lives <laughs> he doesn't see a problem with them coming to his house well i don't think back in the day it was an yeah, issue this y- y- wasn't you know? a thing right right he's the first you would never get big enough yeah right. like people right. didn't go to hank snow's house i guess like they would show up at his house and be like can we come in and be like yeah come on in like mom will make you some food you know like <laughs> so weird could yeah, you imagine right? like yeah. being that celebrities they're just like us <laughs> right mm. they invite strangers into their homes i don't do that <laughs> <laughs> um so then he starts changing his <laughs> he changes his mind very quickly because suddenly like like girls are like swarming the windows literally Whoa. like pressing their faces against his windows That's like when you gotta put in screens <laughs> girls man <laughs> like and so he's like okay like i'm gonna put up a gate because this is a bit much right like a baby gate <laughs> <laughs> what kind of gate Steel? it was like um no it was like a concrete thing oh, uh okay. it was um oh it was like he had a wall huh? he put up a wall <laughs> build a wall <laughs> was it um cement and or? then he had a wrought iron fence uh, uh on it too, so, like, so like double wall. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. So he was like, okay, this is, but they they would just jump over the gate. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like a really because well, it was a baby gate, not tall <laughs> enough. These are grown women. So the neighbors start getting pissed off because they're like, you're bringing in hordes of like screaming teenagers to our neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, screaming yeah. teenager season. Our property. Right. Like, beat them off with a broom. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they're like, their whole street's getting pissed off. You know, they they. They complain to the police. They put up signs as like no, no loitering and everything. And, and then they finally go to Vernon. They're like, we want to buy your house. Elvis has ruined the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) There it goes the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And then Elvis gets really upset. Like this hurts his feelings a lot. Like it, because he feels rejected, you know, yeah. he's just he's like, I just want to live in this nice neighborhood right? because he's moving on up. You know, he's got the nice suburbs and he just wants to help his family and his mom and dad. And like, so then he gets really pissed and he's like, you know, fuck these guys. And he's like, you know, you go back to those sons of bitches and you ask them how much they want for all their fucking houses. I'll buy them all and they can get the hell out of here. <laughs> 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 but then the houses come they all come with a petition oh, like all the no. neighbors and they're like and i was trying to hide a gate guard and then finally it was just like it, and can you imagine for poor gladys oh. you know at this time like gladys and Vernon are at the house and like it sounds very stressful and kind yeah. of terrible yeah so at this point like then you know then that's when graceland you know, after that, you well, know, he makes some movie money. Love Me Tender comes out in 56. He buys Graceland in 57. Okay. It's kind of like if, you know, if, if you won the lottery today, you know what I mean? Right. You, you have to move. Yeah. You, you know, it's or just, not tell or anyone just you don't won. tell anyone. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's like in our state, you don't have to announce. But in other states, you have to announce. Really? They yeah. you want. What? Yeah. yeah. Which is just the most insane thing. Yeah. Can you like move and then announce or do you have to like announce and then get the hell out of Dodge? I think you have to. Right. So imagine how much of a curse. It's like it reminds me of of that kind of curse. Like, OK, here's good fortune. Your life will never be the same again. 
sorry, you can't be normal right. anymore. Right. And yeah. he's still young. He's what, like 21 at this point? Oh, like man. to have that kind of like yeah. stress and we, like yeah. weird shit and, in your, you know, like. And, and it's, it's a, at a time when there's nobody you can talk to about this level <laughs> yeah. right. of They're fame, like, oh, really. so sorry you have so much money, Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I guess people know you. You don't have to ever pay for it. You us. have all these women screaming and chasing yeah, you down so because bad. they want you. People buying you peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> it's like. Right. Yeah, I, I, I it's funny. I was listening to an uh, audiobook and they there was a story of after he was on TV and he's at this diner and this this waitress brings him and he's like I want bake this egg over hard and bacon bacon burnt over hard. Yes. And oh. she brings him his eggs and he's like the and they're not cooked enough and they're not over hard cuz he likes things like extra cooked. And he was like, "Ma'am, you know, I I don't, I don't want this. Like, can you please like have them remake it? And she's like, do you want, Oh, do you want to be treated special because you're Elvis? And he was like, no, I wanted you to be treated like an everyday, like everybody else and gets pissed and like throws the plate. <laughs> <her feet. laughs> but like, Asshole. yeah, he had a temper, but like, you know, he just wanted to be normal. He liked the fame, but I think he just had a hard time like coming to grips with it. And again, 21, like, are your are your um, reasoning brain parts developed? <laughs> oh, oh my! This is a biology are, episode. Are your reasoning yes. brain parts developed? <laughs> <Your reasoning. laughs> well, you know they do studies where, like, the, you know, your rational reasoning isn't really developed your in judgment. your brain until you, yeah, your judgment. Which is called. why the drinking age is twenty one. Right, that's right. when it's supposedly yeah, I mean, developed. I mean, honestly, every every person I've met who's like twenty twenty one is like really crazy yeah like <laughs> a dipshit I, right like i wasn't doing sensible things at 2021 i don't know i don't know anybody who was yeah. well, right you know so yeah, at this point also the memphis mafia is kind of starting to grow mm-hmm. he's starting to get more people around him inviting people so this is the first posse in like music industry right right again the entourage. like entourage. an entourage yeah. that thing didn't exist until elvis came along you know and um he just starts Getting people, well, the correction. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess the Rat Pack. But, but they were all singers. But they were all the like president. musicians who hung out. This is like a guy who's a musician with like just extra extra people, people. Bros, yeah. <laughs> bros. Yeah, like he he you know he wanted people around him that like for one entertained him you know cared about him but like he also would like feel bad for people too and like bring them into the mafia or the mafia <laughs> <What>? <laughs> bring them into the mafia <laughs> like, i feel so bad for you, yeah. for you. would you like to be in my mafia, <laughs> the mafia. <laughs> so like anyway this is when the mafia like starts building and like people start kind of hanging around him and it's like Elvis wanted company a lot of times you know red starts coming on because he's like a bodyguard he's like i need i need a guy who's like gonna protect me from these hordes of women that want to rip my clothes off or worse or if i need somebody to beat up yeah <laughs> or well <laughs> or i was gonna say yeah or somebody or if he, needs, or if he needs like somebody killed he can ask red west for that mm. which he did does he kill people did and elvis have someone killed he tried and then he went back on it and that's a story for another time. <laughs> yeah. Red West. He asked Red to kill someone. Shoot someone for him. Has Red ever killed anyone before this? Request? No. We not I don't think he's oh. ever been prosecuted. No, he's no. He, Red, he Red, is not, Red he West has not killed anybody. Right, no, no. He definitely beat the shit out of some people or got what a little tough fuck? with some people that were like harassing Elvis. This but makes me hate Elvis. 
Just so you know. Well, the guy in question did have an affair with his wife at the time. So you kill him? Well, I, why not kill Elvis the wife? Was, does it make, is it a good defense that Elvis was super high when he asked It's <laughs> never a good defense. Does not hold up in but court. But he was really high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Really? Innocent by Like they, I think they had to like, they had to call doctors. He was so angry and enraged and hot and sweaty and high that they had to call in doctors to come in and literally like tranquilize him because he was like on this like crazy rage. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Elvis, I will say, used guns a lot and pointed at them people, pointed them at people, threatened people with guns. <laughs> yeah. This is all new, Laura. Huh? Yeah, this is all new. Laura's like, I'm out, guys. I'm just leaving. I'm yeah, done. Elvis I'm does done go. Elvis. We told you he went crazy. Yeah, he goes crazy. The drugs really. They just take over? Yeah, I mean. He was anyway. Like, anyway, so, so mafia red. So they didn't Elvis. call Elvis didn't, <laughs> Elvis didn't call it the mafia. That was like a term because he he wanted all his guy his friends to like dress nice. So he got them all black mohair suits. And so what? <laughs> mohair. <laughs> yeah, it's warm, right? I guess so. I don't know if they were in the south at the time. Hair okay. sounds warm. Yeah. <laughs> so I I'm and mole guess, hair yes. sounds very warm. Mo hair. No mole hair. Oh, okay. mole I'm hair. talking specifically about mole hair. <laughs> well, you know, they're in the ground. Ground's yeah. cold, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Or it's ground warm. This is a biology episode. <laughs> Biographical mole episode. <laughs> You're listening to Mole Suit Swagger. <laughs> <laughs> I love this episode. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the, the press is actually, it was a journalist who, like, started calling them the Memphis Mafia. That wasn't something, a term that Elvis came up with, but he liked it. He was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Alliteration. I like alliteration. <laughs> it does sound cool. Yeah. Um, you have George Klein starts hanging out with him more, who is a guest DJ on um, Elvis Radio. So if you ever listen to Elvis Radio, GK is on there. Um, he introduced... <laughs> what? So you said GK. Go What's on. Uh, he introduced um, Lamar. So Lamar Fike, who we have mentioned before on the podcast, but he is, yes. he's a very portly gentleman. <laughs> portly. Does that mean fat? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> he's the right thing. Does that mean he's fat? <laughs> <laughs> he was from like a very middle class, like Mississippi family. Um, but like 14, he was like promoting bands, doing band promotion and making money. He was very much like, I want to be behind the scenes guy with like mm. music and stuff. And like, you know, he, he was a character, you know, he was like, I, I'm, a, I'm on the hustle, you know, he's, he's a hustler. Um, so he ended up actually, um, gotten, was down on his luck, ended up living at the YMCA in 1956. And this other guy, Cliff, who hung out with Elvis was like, Hey, you know, um, he took him well gk took him and he met sam phillips at sun records because he was learning to dj and then this guy cliff was like hey why don't you come hang out with me and elvis and so he just kind of you know elvis attracted lots of different types of people from different walks of life and i think a lot of times he felt bad for people and and you know lamar was like a good guy and he made him laugh you know so he was a so character and who were the two friends that hated each other the most like, you know, you have a group of friends and two of them are just so different that they would never be friends if you hadn't brought them together. Oh, mm. I can't answer that at the moment. I don't know. Well, I know that like think they about kind it. of I'll yeah. think about it. I'll ponder about it. I know that there some of the guys in the mafia later that were in that were interviewed and things didn't weren't too fond of. 
George Klein because he acted like he knew Elvis more than he did. Mm. They're like, he was there in the beginning, but then he was gone because he was a DJ. And then like, they're like now he acts like he was, you know, he said Jimmy Cricket in his ear or whatever. Like he was there all the time. And he wasn't. Oh, he wasn't the one who was like having to clean up shit stained bed sheets at the hotels. <laughs> he wasn't the one having to like, you know, clean up TVs that were shot at, you know, <laughs> like... <laughs> that he wasn't the one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway. All the, yeah, the bad things. I just hate him so much right now. <laughs> he wasn't there when things got hard. Right, right, when they were being, yeah. I mean, it, he wasn't a bad person. He just had lots of drugs in his system, and it brought out, like, the worst sides of him. I think any addict, it's probably the same story, right? I, I don't know enough addicts to... Confirm. I mean, I know from my own personal stories, the paranoia is insane. And next thing you know, you got cops showing up at your door because, you know, you're at home watching Star Trek. It's a personal anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> oh, that's another good one. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Marty Lacker. So Marty Lacker is really interesting. Um, he doesn't really join until like 57, but I just like him because for one, he did that the interviews for that one book, but also um, he was from the South Bronx. He's Jewish from the South Bronx. And his dad was a bookie for the actual mafia. Shout out real mafia 14, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> at 14, he was actually working for some gangs and stuff. Oh. And his mom was like, okay, we need to like move to Memphis. That way you'll stay out of trouble. And you'll join a different mafia. <laughs> right. And he was like dressed like he was from New York city, I guess, which is, stark contrast to yeah. how people dress at Hume's High School where Elvis <laughs> yeah. was. I've seen City Slicker. Yeah, but, there you go. <laughs> so like lots of he was like the weirdo who dressed weird who was also like they he and Elvis went to high school together but like they didn't really know each other but it was just kind of like a nod from across the way like okay you also dress cool or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you're also a weirdo outcast. Right, right. Yeah. And Elvis eventually like takes him in because he said that um, he always saw Marty was alone and he knows what that's like so he wanted him to be able to, you know, be a part of what was going on in his life and take him in, basically. Take him under his wing because he felt bad for him. There you go. And Marty was like, I never saw myself like that. I didn't know that, know that Elvis was paying attention. And, you know, he oh. was. Yeah. It, then does he meet Jerry Schilling around this time? Is this way later? I think Jerry Schilling's in the 60s. Oh, okay. Yeah, 60, 1960, I think, is when he meets Jerry Schilling. Okay. The interesting thing about Jerry Schilling is that, I guess, the way they met is they were playing football and then they were short a man. <laughs> And then Jerry Schilling comes up and is like, hey, I'll play football with you. Or Elvis is like, hey, you, boy, come play football with us. And then they were friends because he did like a good pass or something. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, he had, I mean, he. I think he had a, a sense of like that, you know, good people that he wanted around. And it's funny because when you read these interviews with like the mafia guys afterwards, they all seem like good people. Like they obviously have faults, you know, but they're not like, you know, really shitty, like. Uh, well, they, they to be, to be fair, like, Elvis I mean, is flawed. not the best judge of character. Right. We just talked about how much of a garbage person the colonel was. And he, so, like, really listened to that guy. Yeah, right, so. right. And I think a lot of times Elvis would try, like, test Colonel, too. Like, he saw him very much as a father figure because his dad was shit. So mm. I think there was some a weird, complicated relationship in that, like, he looked at Colonel to be a father figure and steer him in the right direction. But also he had that rebellious streak where he would just like, fuck, fuck the Colonel, you know, tell his friends, like fuck the Colonel. Like you would tell yeah. your friend <laughs> yeah. when you're like a teenager yeah. and like about your dad. dad. And then your dad's right behind you. And just like, <laughs> he's right behind me. Right. He? Totally. Yeah. Okay, that kind Colonel, of, I'll do Christmas songs. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do these movies. <laughs> Whatever you want. I'm sorry. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
So this is going to take us all to 1956, June 5th. 1956. He's gaining speed. He's starting to get in his little entourage. People know him. They're showing up at his house. And then the appearance on the Merton Bill. Merton Bill. The Milton Burl show. <laughs> <laughs> Merton uh, Bill. I love that Merton I guy. I Martin love Bill. I was like building it up and then I just, <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> just all fell it apart. <laughs> um, so he had had multiple TV appearances, um, even on the Milton Burl show. But this one was special because he didn't have his guitar in front of him. So the others he'd be played, it'd be like kind of close up or, you know, he'd have his guitar. But this is when he first started shaking them hips. Yes, it's not a ballad. He sings Hound Dog. And this is when shit gets real, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, just I feel like you want me to say yes. Yeah, shit gets real. Yeah, it was like very sexual. He's, yeah, so, wiggly waggling his hips. Yeah. We just watched, you know, this is the first time you see the gyrating. This is he becomes Elvis the pelvis. Um, we actually watched the video. It is up on YouTube. You can watch it. You just search Elvis Milton Burl show. Or Martin Bill. You'll probably get there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he sings Hound Dog, and it is, I guess, very sexual. I guess. (laughs) Well, it's it's like like he's, like, thrust dancing. Okay, so. Sort of, not even. He's just hip shimmying, really. It's, like, back and forth. It's not even like he's, like, like thrusting. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, I don't think that would have It's not, like, serious thrusting, crotch thrusting. Yeah, it's It's kind of like a casual thrust. He's just getting into it. Like, that's all. Like, we watch it from, like, you know, (laughs) the modern century. Yeah, Yeah. he he wasn't doing the twist, so it was scandalous. Yeah, very scandalous. Or, wait, no, the twist was after this. Shaky legs. I don't know anything about the twist. I don't know. I've realized. realized. (laughs) You're like, oh, shit. Wait a minute. (laughs) Reference something I don't know anything about. (laughs) So, you know, uh. Uh, Forrest Gump, it's basically that, right? Yeah. Okay, enough yes. of that. Okay. This <laughs> bothers me so much. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, so, yeah, so what did you guys, so first of all, did you have any opinions? I showed it to you just before we started this episode. I was at full attention. It was <laughs> a very... I feel like this is the beginning of a woman's sexual awakening, like revolution. <laughs> right. Like, this is when women are like, oh. I wish Elvis would touch me in my lady parts. Mm. <laughs> right. I have never wanted this before. Right. And Usually I get too. raped. But this is good. <laughs> I, I actually want to do this to him. <laughs> Possibly. But yeah. I mean, it, it was very, very vulgar for the time. Yeah. Very vulgar. So but the ladies Burl. responded very positively. Yes. They yeah. were excited. Yeah. 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 Lots of screaming. Yeah. Uh, Milton Burl, Burl is pretty cool about it. Like, it seems like. Oh, he, yeah. It seems like he was. Well, like compared to like the way like Steve Allen and stuff treated oh, Elvis. Yeah, Steve yeah. Allen was a dick to Elvis and like humiliated him on purpose. And Milton Berle, you know, I would think when I think Milton Berle, I'm going to uh, reveal how much, I, how little I know about Milton Berle. I think about like kind of like a porn dex- poindexter. Milton's kind of a poindexter <laughs> name. But, you know, look at it. Yeah. Milton Berle seemed kind of like, you know, he was, cool he, he was an old guy, but he was like, yeah. I'll tell you why he, he was, was cool like, with it. like, um, <laughs> I don't know if that I just... Miss the guy's name. David Letterman. Old but cool. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. He's got a Letterman feel to him. He does, yeah. yeah. So I'll tell you why he was cool with this is because he was beating Ed Sullivan in the ratings. Oh. <laughs> he knows, I think, Milton Burrow, And he was cool with Elvis. Like, he treated him really well. He was really nice and funny. I mean, they did kind of get, make fun of, the, like, the slack-jawed yokel kind of, you know, 
aspect to him. Like they did kind of give him shit a little bit, but you know, like he it's, was. It's funny because you see him; he does not look yokily or like hillbilly. Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. he looks. It might have been the Dorsey Brothers show I'm thinking of, stage show, where they made him like a redneck. Yeah, but, I, I don't know. I just it's not like he's a cat. This looked like a cast member of Hee Haw. No, I'm, I'm no, like, no. He's he looks slick as hell. Yeah, like, and so. So what's funny is before this, Ed Sullivan was like, I will never have Elvis on this show. And then (laughs) then the Steve Allen show has Elvis on a couple times. And then Milton Berle has it. And it's like he beats Ed Sullivan in the ratings. And he was like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I should get on. Yeah, get in on this. Elvis train. Right. So they actually he actually paid Fifty thousand dollars to appear on three shows in fifty six and fifty seven. Wait, Elvis. Wait, Elvis paid to be on TV. No, no, no. Ed Sullivan oh. paid El- Elvis. Oh, Colonel Parker. Oh, for three <laughs> for three shows. Fifty grand for, for appearing three on three shows, which is a lot. Even I think by today's standards, that might be a little high. <laughs> Fifty grand's a lot. Well, that's what that's more than what. Um, what's his face? Cool guy, Sam Phillips. More than Sam right. Phillips. Paid. paid for the for the RCA contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's a lot of money for yeah. three performances. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah kind of crazy. So I'm going to close out this episode with reviews of Elvis's first appearance or Elvis's appearance on the Milton Berle show. Okay. Mm, yes. You guys ready for these? Yeah. I have the quotes. I'm going to write. I'm going to read oh, gosh, them. I hope so. They're great. Quote, Mr. Presley has no discernible singing ability. <laughs> For the ear, he's an utter, uh, unutterable bore, wrote critic Jack Gould of New York Times. Yikes. His one speciality is an accented movement of the body that here, heretofore has been primarily identified with the repertoire of the blonde bombshells of the burlesque runway. The gyration never had anything to do with the world of popular music and still doesn't. <laughs> Man, this guy was so wrong. <laughs> yeah. And the New York Daily News, Ben Gross described his performance as, quote, tinged with the kind of animalism that would that should be confined to divas and bordellos. Whoa. What's a bordello? A uh, whorehouse. Oh, OK. Popular music has been sinking in this country for some years. Now it has reached its <laughs> lowest depths in the, quote, grunt and groin and quote, antics oh of one God. Elvis Presley. I wish these people were alive today. <laughs> or even 10 years after they wrote this. Yeah, like, they had heart attacks. Yeah, they all did. Like 10 years from this time. Uh, yeah. The TV audience has a noxious sampling of it the, the other evening. Elvis, who rotates his pelvis, was appalling musically. He gave an exhibition that was suggestive of vulgar and suggestive and vulgar. The New York Journal American's Jack O'Brien said that Elvis quote, makes up for his vocal shortcomings with the weirdest and plainly suggestive animation short of an Aborigines mating dance. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. He took it racist. <laughs> like, let's go racist with this. Right. What could go wrong? <laughs> Meanwhile, probably the, nothing at the time. Yeah, that's they were true. probably like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Right. You're we right. agree. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Catholic Weekly America got right to the point in his headline, <laughs> Beware of Elvis Presley. <laughs> 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 well, that guy does have a mafia at his beck and call, so... <laughs> they bring him sandwiches and cheeseburgers at yeah. any time. Mm. This is like people saying, like, Harry Potter, don't let your kids look, <laughs> read the books. It's witchcraft. Right. Devil. It's so silly, racist, and yeah. so out of touch, you know? Like, yeah. With what time, was going on. I guess not. Uh, yeah. At the time, it was probably like, this is how America feels. The The moral majority i'm sure right and i think it's interesting that they keep like 
like talking shit about his vocal performance. Yeah. He was a great singer. Yeah. yeah. Well, but they just weren't used to that sound. It, it was a it was a different style. Yeah. And um, I think that just made people really uncomfortable. Like, yeah. look at I've never seen a man move this way. Yeah. You know. Right. Uh, and they called him, compared him to a woman, which yeah, I thought yeah. was interesting. It's like, I, I think it's just the fact that a man showed sexuality at all was made people really uncomfortable. It probably made some people's pants tight that didn't want to feel like their pants were tight. <laughs> and that's why they're so mad. Like, I'm, I've had these feelings for men, but now all of a sudden it's very. <laughs> now I, I can't control it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> very, very odd. So that's the, we're going to end with that because I think that's the best place because after here it just gets crazy and I don't even know how we're going to do episodes <laughs> like <My> because <laughs> <'cause> there's so <laughs> much information oh to bring boy. in I think what next we're going to do a couple movie reviews all right and let's watch some movies it's winter we're watch it's cold movies. we're yeah. going to bundle up and watch some movies and we're going to do Coco. we're going to <laughs> just Coco. <laughs> that's a thing wait what the winter Coco. yeah Coco huh, movies. I'll, i will tell oh I will, I, are we gonna drink hot cocoa are we gonna watch Coco the movie <laughs> i'm confused i think elvis was in a cocoa movie <laughs> what's a cocoa movie? he was a cocoa miner in one of the movies oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and on that note <laughs> wait 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 i gotta plug um at jumpsuit swagger jumpsuit swagger gmail.com um we are going to be live tweeting on february 17th the elvis tribute on nbc so we're very excited. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> we will indeed. <laughs> All right, I think Laura's going to take us out with the, with the oath. Uh, All right. This, this week. TCB oath. More self-respect. More respect for fellow man. Respect for fellow students and instructors. Respect for all styles and techniques. Body conditioning. Mental conditioning. Meditation for calming and stilling of the mind and body. Sharpen your skills. Increase mental awareness. For all those that might choose a new outlook and personal philosophy. Freedom from constipation. TCB technique, all techniques into one. Elvis Presley 8, applying all techniques into one. Swagger.